welcome to the All Around Joe podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. So, what's going on around here? This week, I did a pretty cool review. Um, It's actually a review that's been coming for the last month, and this is on a new product called Progenics Cocoon. So, if as you probably know, Progenics Recovery is the protein powder that I like. Um, just be mostly because it it is the only protein powder that I've ever taken where I could actually feel like I was recovering faster. I have a review on that that I'll uh, I'll put up in the show notes so you can check that out if you want to. But the Progenics Cocoon, basically the story on this is that it helps you recover while you sleep. So the key ingredients that they have in here are the slow digesting protein powder as well as a tryptophan sleep uh, helper, if you will. So it's like when you have Thanksgiving uh, turkey and you feel like you want to take a nap afterwards. That's technically because of, well, food coma and tryptophan that's in the turkey. So in this progenic cocoon, they put those two ingredients together, help you sleep and get this slow drip of protein powder so that you recover faster from your workouts. What I noticed when I was taking the Progenics Cocoon was that the tryptophan or the feeling that you had when you took the product really did help you feel relaxed, help you uh, enhance your sleep. And I do track my sleep, so my sleep did uh, stay fairly fairly solid the whole time. Uh, It may have improved a little bit as far as deep sleep goes. But all in all, I really, I do, I do like the product. It's nice. It's a nice soothing thing to have right before you go to bed. If you mix it with some hot water, it tastes a little bit like a nighttime hot chocolate, and uh, yeah, it really relaxes you and and gets you ready for bed. Uh, with any other protein powder, with the exception of taking the Progenics Recovery, I you can't say that. A usual that a typical protein powder helps you feel any particular different. Um, I did have some PRs this last month, so that's positive. Those don't always happen. So there you go. It could have had some sort of contribution from the, uh, or could have Progenics Cocoon could have contributed to that. So I do give it a, a recommend, uh, a thumbs up. So if you're looking to maximize your performance at at uh, any cost. You definitely should check out Progenics Cocoon. I, I like it. It's a it does what it says it's going to do, in that it helps you recover and puts you to sleep. So, give it a shot. Let me know what you think. I liked it. In the core of this podcast, what we're going to be talking about is the best bang for your buck exercises. So the exercises that you should be doing to get the most results for your particular body. And if you hang around to the tips section, I'm going to tell you how you can get the recommended amount of water that you're supposed to be drinking every day. Because everybody needs to have enough water. Our body runs off of water, essentially. So if we have enough of it, we're going to think better. We're going to feel better. Every single bodily function is going to be better. We're going to literally be more productive just from drinking more water. Seriously. So hang around for the tip section. I'll share with you how you can make sure that you're getting enough water. But back to the best bang for your buck exercises. 
Most people are concerned with aesthetics when it comes to working out, but they don't even do the workouts or the exercises that are going to get them the best results. Maybe that's because they tend to be the hardest exercises, or at least they're the hardest exercises at first. That's how I feel about it. They may be the hardest when you go to the gym, but you get used to doing harder exercises and they become easier and actually more rewarding than the less hard exercise that you see most people do. Let me put some some faces to these names um, so that you can understand what I'm talking about. So the typical gym goer will probably go into their gym and they want to have great abs and great arms. So they go and do bicep curls and crunches. But those are... Well, technically not isolation movements. You can't isolate anything, but in the in this conversation, we'll call them isolation movements, meaning that for a bicep curl, you'd be isolating your bicep, and that would be all you'd be doing. And for a crunch, you'd be isolating your abs, and that's pretty much all that you'd be working on there. But the way that our body responds is it responds to amount of total activity or total load that we put it under. So if we really want particular muscle groups to be enhanced, we should look at use, doing harder or more multi-joint exercises to get our body to respond more drastically to them. So, the best bang for your buck exercises are, number one, squats. So when you do a squat, you typically will have some sort of a barbell or dumbbell that's loading you down, and you just... Put yourself into a seated position or drop your butt down to the ground as far as you flexibly can and then stand back up. But think of all the muscles that are getting worked in that particular particular exercise. You're having your whole lower body, your legs, your butt, your hamstrings, your quads, even your calves are getting some work from that. Then you up your rear chain of your body, you're going to have your lower back, your upper back, you're even going to have your abs that are going to take a huge hit on the squats because you're having to brace and stabilize and that's what your abs are are supposed to be doing or designed to be doing anyway. Next up, we have the deadlift or deadlifts. Deadlift is simply just picking something up off the ground. It's probably one of, if you know, rival to the squats as the most functional movement that we do on a regular basis. Just picking things up. So, but in this case, we're going to the gym, we can pick up a barbell, and again, that's working all of those muscle groups, including in this case, we got some arms a little bit more than the squats would be, but we're having to work so many different muscle groups, and actually, my vote for the best ab exercise that you can possibly do is the deadlift, because your abs are built as a bracing muscle, and with a deadlift, you have to be bracing like all get out if you're doing them correctly, keeping your back nice and flat. So, if you want great abs, do deadlifts, and as a bonus, you also get great butt and hamstrings from it, so it, it's a no-brainer in, in, in my mind. I don't know why you would spend time doing crunches instead of deadlifts. So, next up, Pull-ups, huge multi-joint movement, very hard, even uh, hard to do for a lot of people. So fortunately at gyms you can get on the assisted pull-up machine or you can have some sort of a band that you step on to help you do those pull-ups if you can't do them without the band. But that pull-up will work your arms and your back. And if for those people that are interested in having their nice biceps, your biceps will get 
plenty, plenty of work just from doing a pull-up. You don't need a bicep curl. Get those pull-ups in, and you will be good to go. And last but not least, as far as the multi-joint exercises go, push-ups or bench press. So you get the whole front half of your body. You have to tense your abs, and you get your arms. So we're essentially covering all of our bases here. We've got the lower body, the root chain, the upper back, the lower back, and then all of our pushing muscles, and not to mention the abs are going to have to brace for all of it. So, if you really want to minimize the amount of time that you have to spend in the gym, just throw a squat, deadlift, pull-up, and press routine together, and you will be good to go as long as you set up your progressions properly. So I want to throw in a quick bonus here for those people that are extremely interested in the ab work. I know that you are out there listening to this. So, the best isolating ab exercise that you can do would be planks, actually. Like I said, the abs are bracing muscles, so you want to put the abs under the most amount of pressure possible. Check out those planks. But not only planks, if you want to make it harder, do a plank on a physio ball and then move around in different positions on it. That should be hard. And if you need even more, have some weight put on your back while you're doing the plank on the physio ball and make those abs actually work extremely hard. You want to see results in your abs? Do that. Okay? So, like I said, bonus for those ab freaks out there. Go ahead and do planks over crunches. Yep. You don't even really need to do crunches. So, get those planks in there. When you see the people do crunches, feel you can feel like you know something they don't know, and now you do. Do that for a month. Let me know if you see any results. Make sure you diet. Because dieting is the most important thing if you actually want to see your abs. But Alright, so if you have any questions about any of those best bang for your buck exercises, you can always check it out at, uh, check me out or hit me up at uh, allroundjoe at allroundjoe.com. And uh, last but not least, rounding out the day with the tips section, how to drink enough water. Because like I said, water improves all major functions of your body, including how you think, how you feel, uh, your recovery, if you're uh, sore from the gym. Water is essential to you being, I should say, you feeling good as a person. But how can you make sure that you're getting enough water? I would say that 90% of the people that I talk to on a regular basis do not get enough water, period. And it's not necessarily they don't want to. It's just that, number one, they don't know how much water they should be having. Number two, they don't have a good system set up so that they make sure they get the amount of water they actually need. Now, what I try to tell people as a rule of thumb, if you're working out, you want to get about 0.75 ounces per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you want 75 ounces of water. Simple as that. If you weigh 200 pounds, you want 150 ounces of water. That's a good rule of thumb, but you can always play with that, try it, see how you feel, and go from there. But the next step, now that you know how much water you should actually be having, is figuring out how to actually consume that much water. The best thing that I have found as a practice is to get a water bottle that is a fairly large water bottle. I use a 40-ounce clean canteen that I have with me at all times, but if I want to make sure that I get 
my 150 ounces of water in every day, I have to put that water bottle right next to what I'm doing at all times. So on your desk, that water bottle should be right in your vision so that every time you see it, you're thinking about taking that water down. Then it's also a good idea to have some sort of a rubber band marking system. So if you know that you need to have three or four of those particular water bottles per day, all you do is move that rubber band from the top uh, or the bottom of the water bottle or the neck of the water bottle, and you will keep track of how much you've actually had to drink. So, worst case scenario, let's say you it's the middle of the day, you realize you've only had one bottle of water, you need to have four. Go ahead and pound one of them. There's no problem with that. Get one of them down out of the way, and then continue to sip on the water like you did before. I try and make sure that I have at least half uh, of the bottle when I have a drink. I'm not sitting there having to say, well, I'm going to take 100 sips of water a day. I'm taking down half of that water bottle every time that I open up that cap, so it actually makes a dent in what I'm drinking. Makes sense? So, find a water bottle that's nice and big that will suit the actual amount of water that you need to be drinking. I like the, the big ones because if you have a small water bottle, you're just going to be having to have so many of those per day and filling them up a lot, which is not convenient at all. Get a nice big water bottle. I like the clean canteens. And then put it where you can see it every single day. This will make a huge difference in getting your water intake, and it will also help you feel better because you're getting your water intake. So that's what I have for you on the tips. If you have any questions, let me know. I'll put all of this stuff in the show notes so that you can click through if you need to. Remember, at All Around Joe Podcast, we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. I will see you next week.